Hi, I'm Mark Irene, and this is the Cashers Corner Podcast. Welcome to this month's edition of uh, Cashers Corner Podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Zor, Reverend Slippery, and uh, this month we have a, uh, a special guest, Mark Irene. And uh, Mark's uh, only got a few minutes with us today, so uh, we're going to run through the news here uh, real quick, and then we're going to talk about the uh, the ET Highway, and me and uh, Ken will get to the rest of the stuff afterwards. So uh, the the two th- big things, I guess. Well, not two big things. Um, yeah, actually, it's something else that I noticed. Uh, today is a big day for the relaunch or the big update of geocaching.com, which literally, like five minutes ago, was back up and running. Um, it looks basically the all the navigation on the left is now on the top instead. <laughs> it looks cleaner. It looks neater. I like it. Yeah, it's it, more it, tabbed. It, it, yeah, it is. It's more yeah. tabbed. I think it'll be uh, a little bit cleaner of a look. So the only thing I hope is that they fix the damn issue with the maps because the maps with the the finds on the maps is a Really irritating, <laughs> looking at a map and not seeing any. I'm of the... checking it out right now on my phone, so I'll let you know if my smiley <laughs> show up. <laughs> All right. So, um, and uh, the other little piece of news that I'll just mention quickly was that not that you know there's a lot of people that are interested in it, but uh, Garmin's open caching. Uh, they actually released apps specifically for the open caching website. I've seen that on my phone. So. I didn't download it. <laughs> so if you're really into open caching, which you know maybe some people are, I'm not. Um, you can get the open caching app for the Android and the iPhone. So, um, the big thing we wanted to talk to uh, Mark here about is, uh, and, and Stefan was going to come, but apparently he's uh, chained at home somewhere. Can't get out. Sick child, I believe. Sick child. Sick child, is that what it is? Uh, so, you and you and Stefan did the ET Highway. So, what can you what can you tell us about that? How did uh, how did that come about, and what did you what did you think? Well. First off, happy uh, 10th anniversary for geocaching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess one day Jeff and I were just talking about that we're going to head to uh, to the Vegas area. And uh, before that, there was the hydro line, which we were going to rent some ATVs and do the hydro line. And that got all archived. And so the ET Highway, when it sprouted up and looked so great on the map, <laughs> it was very challenging. And so we got to do it. Okay. So uh, we just planned the trip and took off out there, and I'll tell you, it's great. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> uh, great, uh, great experience. It's not that far from Las Vegas. It's uh, easily thirty to forty hours of your time. Really? Out, so out in the middle of nowhere. Did you do it over um, like a couple of days? Is that how you guys spread it out? Well, we left Vegas early in the morning. Okay. And drove like very early. Got to the first cache, it was still dark, and then we uh, drove and did caches until about 8 o'clock that evening. Okay. And at that time, because of where it's situated, there's no gas stations for 60 miles. Oh, okay. So the car was starting to get low. Yeah. (laughs) So then we had to go back 60 miles, and I say 60 miles... But you can only do about 30, 40 miles an hour because at dark, there's it's a free-range cattle in that area. <laughs> wow. And these cattle are bigger than our moose. 
and you come around a corner and they're they're in the highway. So wow, you, you take your time. <laughs> Basically, from when we left the last cache, go get gas and came back, and we did a few side roads to get a few caches. It was four hours. Wow, really? I remember Inceptor telling me that you guys were stopped at a cache and you could see a car coming. But you had time to do about five more casts before they got there because <laughs> yeah. the, the, the road is so long and straight. Yeah, you get in between these mountain ridges. Yeah. And it's just, oh gosh, I don't know how many miles you can see, but it's, it's really? like you say, it's got to be t- almost 20 miles that you can wow. that you can see the next car coming. And But I mean, on that trip, that we got back to the next one about midnight and then we cached until we were exhausted, took a two-hour break, and then started the next day. And uh, we were back in Vegas, I think it was 8 o'clock. Wow! Wow! So, and how many on that run did you you get all thousand? You got a we got little... yeah we in that run and a few others was um, close to twenty one or sorry close to eleven hundred caches eleven hundred caches wow. yeah because you got the ones at Little Alien Inn and in that area as well that's correct yeah, yeah, and yeah like I remember the, that. the ones near the ET uh, restaurant and stuff like oh, that. okay yeah. okay and uh, so I've heard well it's been archived now but I heard the uh, the caches themselves were. Not not fantastic, <laughs> shall we say, um, and uh, littered with stickers all over the place. Well, the the road itself was, has its marker every tenth of a mile. Okay. So there's every tenth of a mile, there's an excuse for a cache. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they're all, of course, just film containers or some small nanos. Uh, we were lucky when we did it. Somebody had gone about two weeks prior and it replaced any that had been uh, missing okay. and had updated. There was a lot of the logs that only had two or three names on it. Oh, okay. So it, it was pretty good at that time. But, I mean, in that trip we had, of course, rain, we had hail, we had up to 30-degree temperature. <laughs> it's just when you get into those mountains, it's... Wow, that's quite the, the range of weather. Yeah, we had to stop. It was raining so hard. We had to, Actually, what we did is we drove ahead of the rain because you can see it oh, coming. Really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> And then we did about 10 cash, and then we came back, because the rain just, it's like a wave, it just crossed over you. So, wow. It was interesting. So. It's, it's yeah. definitely for the numbers. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to oh, say. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a, it's not, I would assume that that would kind of get a little boring after a little while. It, it does. Uh, we took turns driving. Uh, there was 90% of the cash that you could see without getting out of the vehicle. <laughs> oh, wow. <clears throat> um, it, it was like I say, it was all definitely a numbers run, but the scenery was nice. Yeah, it got monotonous after a while, but the scenery was was beautiful. Uh, we ran into who? Uh, what did you run into? But we saw the uh, the fighters were out there practicing. Oh, okay. That was Jeff's big yeah. excitement. I remember him telling me about the, the jets. I don't know what he said. They were F sixteens or Probably more than likely F sixteens. Yeah. But they were using flares. Oh, okay. You know, and. Uh, they must have been almost ten times that they broke the sound barrier. <laughs> and they'd come across over us only a couple hundred feet above us, and they would just crank her, and they'd go straight up. Yeah, just, wow. They probably went up to about 60,000 feet just straight up, and they were shooting the flares at each other. And it, was, it was interesting. That would have been pretty cool. To see. Yeah. yeah. So we stopped that, because you'd hear them long before you could see them. Yeah. So whenever Jeff heard them, <laughs> we had to stop and... <laughs> yeah, stop, take a listen. Yeah. So for you guys, it wasn't really about how many could you get as fast as you could. Like, was that was that well, we, part of it or... We gave ourselves two days. Okay. We, we said we're going to take these two days yeah. and that's all we're going to do. Was, okay. And then when we got back to Vegas, we more or less rested up and, and then went and did some more cash around that area. Okay. 
All right, so it wasn't, uh, yeah, because some of these other folks are they trying to beat the record for the most in 24 hours, you know, that kind of thing. So. It's, it's a dangerous highway. It, it really was a dangerous highway. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of areas where there was crosses where people had, uh, in, the, in the nighttime, had hit the, the cattle. Wow. And, uh, I mean, the truckers, when we were pulled over to the side of the road and the truck went by, it was more or less them saying it's our highway. <laughs> really? So then it, I suppose then knowing that, is it not any surprise to you that they archived the whole thing? Not really. Yeah. Not, just, not, just because of the safety issue of it. I mean, you're always going to get some of the cashers that aren't going to pull off the road far enough. And they're going to, you know, if all the cashers were on the same side of the road. Mm-hmm. But if you came, we met some other cash that were coming the other way. Well, every cash, they were going to have to park and cross the road. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And so, I mean, you got to look at, yeah, you had to go from east to west to make it the, the safest. Really? Wow. When we hit caches on the way to uh, the spring kickoff, we yes. went down a road. Oh, yeah. And I hit some. And on the side we were on, there was a huge pullover. You could park mm-hmm. a car completely off. But somebody came the other way, and it was less on the other side, and they complained that there was no place to park. They were just on the wrong side. Just on the wrong yeah. side. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, speaking of which, I've gotten like four DNFs on, on the way to Curly's 3. Apparently the container's gone. Wasn't it an ammo can? Yeah, it was. They were all ammo cans. <laughs> One and two are getting found, but the third one's missing. Well, yeah. So I'll uh, have, uh, have to look into that. So you guys use stickers, obviously. Jeff likes stickers, stickers when you yep. guys travel. Yeah. Yep. Use stickers last weekend for the first time. They're great. Yeah. When we went down to Geo Woodstock, we had the stickers too, and uh, of yeah. course that's we're heading out tomorrow for. That's right, yeah. So you guys are drive, flying to Tampa, flying down to Tampa, and renting a car for four days, and yeah. going to one event, uh, yeah, Friday night, a night event, isn't it? Night event, Friday, yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll do the Jeff and I have that habit of doing a thirty-six hours caching, <laughs> getting a good night's sleep, doing thirty-six hours. Caching. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so, yes. Jeff can stay up forever, it seems, sometimes. But we got to be back a little quicker, and then, of course, we're heading for Geo Woodstock in in July. July, yeah, Yeah. that's doing the same thing, so. But, uh. That'll be your third, fourth Geo Woodstock? That will be the fourth. Your fourth Geo Woodstock. Yeah. My second. (laughs) I have yet to go. Well, this year, I, I, no, you, I, you can drive there. No, I, I could have, but no, I'm not going to. And I know next year will be, be the West Coast again. So Probably. Yeah, they tend to ship. Because Tamara asked me if I was going to be going next year, and I'm like, odds are it will be too far for me to drive. I probably won't go. So. Yeah, no, I'm not interested. be cool, but I know I'm not going. Well, it's, I mean, I think there's 2,200 people already registered. I was yeah, looking wow. there online. Yeah. Really? So it's it is like, getting bigger every year for sure. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine Getting, well, I mean, yeah, it's obviously going going to continue to get bigger, but still, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, we uh, we usually don't spend a whole lot of time at the actual event. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what yeah. I uh, that's what we were we were talking about that before. Like even when I went last year, it was go check out the vendors, look around a little bit. They gone, you go yeah. caching. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. There's always cash is hidden just for the event. Yeah, and the you know so <coughs> excuse me. So you get a hundred caches in a day. So that's what a lot yeah. of people. Most people who are at these Jew Woodstock are there for numbers, right? Yeah. yeah terrible thing to say. But <laughs> cool. <laughs> there are others, but... And, uh, of course, every coin that you could possibly think of is going to be there. And yeah, and the event coin itself and yep. all the all the other kinds of stuff. Because that, that was the one thing that I noticed. Like It was the vendors that I was more interested in, just yeah. seeing what people had and just different things you can't yeah. get around here. You know, you just don't... It's a little different looking at the... 
the the swag, if you want to call it that, in person versus on somebody's yeah. web page, right? So. Hey, you can save shipping. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. I'll I'll fly to California to get get to yeah. get some nanos, save some shipping costs. There you go. So, uh, but when we're talking about ET Highway, I mean, uh, it's. Uh, Somebody was telling me that there's a bunch on Route 66. Yeah, I heard the same Yeah, there's thing. another 800 or something, I believe, that they're not as bad. Yeah, I was reading on geocaching website. Because I've driven part of Route 66 uh, through the Arizona. Yeah. And, it's, I mean, it's a great highway. I mean, it yeah. used to be the main yeah. highway. And uh, <clears throat> that would be something I'd be... Next trip, I wouldn't mind. Because, yeah, that. I know a lot of people had already flights booked to go to the ET highway, and they just switched to the... Route 66. Well, yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's in the same area, roughly. Uh, yeah. Close it's, enough. It's south, yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. But that's the second That's the second big power trail out there that's been there and gone, like, really quickly. So. Oh, yes, very quickly, because the other one was on the hydro line. They, they complained that it was, uh, I guess, trampling down. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you go through the desert out there, and desert caching is completely different than around here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You can be a quarter of a mile away from an animal can and, hey, look, a pile of rocks. <laughs> yes. You can tell it's there kind of thing. Or, or you have a big field or d- desert and all of a sudden there's one cacti. Well, that must be where the cacti is. <laughs> yeah. It's not like looking for them in spruce trees and pine trees. and No. And you don't have to... Well, I've, I've never come across a, a rattlesnake, but, I mean, I've seen many logs where people have. I mean, uh, a lot of the guys, like... Last time I was up, we went to an event, and the guys were all saying about the scorpions. That really, yeah. You know, when they get into some of the rock cliffs and that, when they go looking for caches, they they have these gloves that they wear. Wow. Well, you guys have to watch out for gators when you're down in Florida. Florida <laughs> and spiders and wasps. I know Jeff got stung last time. Yes, I heard that story. It's always him. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> So just let him be the one putting his hands in and doing kicking. So you bring your poking stick. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'll I'll drive, Jeff. (laughs) Sweet. All right. So So this time here in Florida, we're looking at, you know, uh, there's a few power trails in Florida, too. Yeah. Not quite as many, but, you know, there's 50 here, 100 there. Yeah. There used to be an easy street down there. The first power trail. Yes. And then the easy street down Halifax was copied off that. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, Donker copied that from the Florida one. Donker and uh, Cashman. Yes. That's brother. Yeah, but the power, I don't know if that's still down there or not. I mean, it's original easy, I don't know. But that was a, long before my time. And you guys are driving all the way back, so you're going to hit all the rest stops. All the rest stops coming back, yeah. Because you did them on the way down a few years ago. <laughs> so now you got to get the other side. Yeah, because it's not easy making U-turns on that highway. <laughs> no, no. So how long yeah. did it take you to come back? 36 hours of driving. Okay. So... It depends on the traffic. Hopefully yeah. it won't be too bad. I mean, when I went down to Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving long weekend, it was it was slow going. Yeah, I can imagine that. Would be, that's a big holiday for them, so that would oh. be brutal. Around Washington, D.C., it was just nuts. <laughs> it was like, holy... So it's the I-95 the whole way back, pretty much? We keep on the 95 the whole way, except for a little bit around Boston. We try to avoid that area. Yeah. Bit. But other than that... Because that's basically the same route I'm taking for my route to uh, Pennsylvania for Geo Woodstock, yeah. 95 through Providence, D.C., and then back like that way. Because we're going to okay. do the whole, the whole eastern seaboard and then come through Pennsylvania, kind of through the bottom, through the south, up going north. Because uh, I don't have any of those states. Like I have, I have some of them, but yeah. uh, not uh, not very many. So we want to try and clean out as many of those as possible. <laughs> where this year Woodstock is this year when it was in Tennessee. 
Jeff and I were in that area. We got actually there's a couple that we found not too far from. Oh really? We detoured and went way over there and hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. Funny coincidence. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you guys were really close to yeah where it's going to be. I remember that because yeah. you guys drove down from. We landed in. Was it Cleveland? Cleveland. That's right. Yeah, you Ohio. Guys, you guys yeah. got a car. Yeah. And then we did a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah. State, 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 state. Well, yeah. you got nothing better to do, right? That's the whole point of going I mean, on a trip co- like that. You got to cover that whole map in red eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, at some point or another, you would hope so. Yeah. So. All right, guys. You got any other questions? No, that was I'm, great. I'm good. I'm good. We there. have more stuff to cover now, so. Okay, so we'll just go straight to website updates and news. Just stuff about Cash Up in Brunswick that I can bring up briefly. Um, I put a post out about getting some feedback about a better way to manage the media, so I added tabs. I think that, that's been up now at least a couple of weeks. Um, so on the sidebar column, you get three tabs for video, photos, and updates. So it's vastly has reduced our scrolling. If you want to look yes, on the side, you don't have it. to be you don't have to be looking and scrolling and scrolling. You just hit the tabs. Yeah. So, and with you and Nemo, you guys are doing quite a bit of video. We had a lot of people interested in doing video. So I added the video gallery, and you can, if you have any video that you want to have show up on Cash Up Your Brunswick, you can just add uh, Cash Up NB as a tag on YouTube, and uh, it'll automatically show up in the list. Doesn't happen like instantaneously, but you know, within a day, I think it shows up. Not, not even, I don't need an hour or two. Yeah, it's not that long. Um, there are, is a photo section now. Um, you can't upload. I did have uploads enabled. Uh, unfortunately, the upload program I was using is what was causing those internal error messages we were getting. I remember that. Yeah, I hit so, them. So I had to. Uh, I disabled it, and that wasn't enough. So I had to delete the whole the whole plugin entirely. Uh, so until I come up with a better solution for that, we can't upload photos. There's also uh, sometimes the scribbles gets a request error. Yeah, and, and but if you refresh or it'll, it will come back eventually. Yeah, it's it's just one of those weird things. Like it, it'll try to, to to pull the data out of the database again, and it doesn't happen. And there's really no rhyme or reason for it. Um, the problem's in the widget itself. Yeah, probably. it's yeah. it's something in the code in that. And I've tried to go through it, but he's got it's not he's got the code written in long form, so it's not broken up to read. It's okay. just like. Command semicolon command semicolon no enter no enters or anything so it's this giant huge blob and it's really really hard to read so I just <laughs> said you know no it's okay we're live with that so it's not a big deal um, and I took the events off the uh, off the main page with the big blast of events we had in the last yeah it was weeks. starting to get annoying cause yeah it was not so much annoying but it was kind of like consuming the front page of just events so I put that poll up to kind of get some feedback kind of expecting. The reaction yeah. that I got. And, and I noticed it's pretty much, yeah, get them out of there. Yeah, take them out, leave them on the side, and, and, Works and leave good there. there. So, uh, and pardon me for a moment here. I thought I was going to sneeze. Maybe I'm not. You just made that funny face. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did a, uh, a table at Caledonia. Was it Caledonia Regional School? or The elementary school. Yeah, the, the elementary school in... Yeah. Uh, Hillsborough. Yeah, it was a health fair for uh, the kids, local kids, trying to get them out in uh, healthy activities. And uh, Katie Catcher, Shepherdy, uh, him and his wife were the organizers of that, so they asked us to come down. So that was good. We had a few people come around and show we, some interest. We had a uh, one of the kids that was at the table. I think the one that uh, Ken took out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was uh, the guy kid that registered on the site the same night. 
Oh, okay, yeah. There was, a, there was another. He book. took a pamphlet and he was reading it, standing there reading it. So he's definitely going to start casting. Yeah, so he. I'm pretty sure that was the the long long hair or something was the guy that registered. And I'm like, I bet you that's that kid that was at the yeah. the school that night. So that was kind of cool. Uh, recent events in caches. So we can talk caches as far as uh, new ones that have come out. Um, Gray Beast is a machine. I, he gets mentioned every podcast because he just does not stop hiding. The guy is a machine when it comes to hides. We looked him up tonight. What was it? 251 hides. 251 hides. I mean, that's a lot. And he hasn't been cashing. I don't think he's no, been cashing. Not even two years. November of 2009, I noticed. Wow. So that's that's pretty impressive. And he's finding them, too. He's got 1,200 fines. So he's in bathrooms. That's a lot of fines. That is a lot of fines for up there. Yeah. So very impressive. Good job. I've been hiding quite a bit lately. I've put out about yeah. 12 in the last month, and I've got 17 in the queue waiting for approval. Wow. And I've got three or four more spots that I'm eyeing. I just have to have the time to get out. Well, I was eyeing yesterday. Yeah. I was looking at... Well, I kind of talked to you a little bit about it. Now. I stole one of your spots. Yeah, and I... I talked to you uh, about that. Your your multi that you we were talking about the other night. I, I finally looked on the map, and now I know where you're talking about. But now yeah. I, I look the same general area, but not on that spot. More towards there's another. Okay. Like there's another trail that you could go all the way to. Uh, all the way to Hillsborough Road. Through another set of trails, if you look on the Google map, you okay, can yeah. some other trails back there. So I definitely think there's some room. To put uh, put some some decent caches, and I don't think you'd have to cross the water. You could actually get to it another way. So, oh, excellent! I, to, uh, I definitely have an idea for some caching out there. Uh, you're the one that brought up the Canaan River series, the canoe one. Yeah, that yeah. looked like kind of a, an interesting uh, one. Which I'm trying to figure out how they did it. 43 kilometers, and they said it took them six and a half hours. I could see six and a half hours in that section, but it's not 43 kilometers between 126 and the 112. Take into account maybe some twists and turns on the river, but it ain't that much. No. So I don't know. They may have had their track on, and I don't know what, what was going on, but I don't think it's that long to canoe. I could see it taking six hours to canoe that, but uh, not uh, not 43 kilometers. Well, I, I would not have a clue. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've canoed before, and, and uh, depending on the conditions, it's either faster or, or slower, depending on the water. Well, yeah, obviously, but... but um, I can't see it take, it's being 43 kilometers long, so I don't know what they said about their track, but hmm. we'll find out when we do it. <laughs> Nemo and I are, he's got a canoe. Oh, he, does he? He's got a, an old town, a 13-foot old town, perfect for little rivers. Really? Yeah. We can cool. spin it on a dime, so we're going to try to find the day to get out and do that. that would be we good. don't care for first to find, we just want to do it. Yeah. Some, Ten people can go find it, it doesn't matter. Well, I uh, when we were talking to uh, Shepardy the other night, yeah, Critter, fi- Critter finally got his. Critter and, other, and one of his co-workers I grabbed a canoe and went down and did that. So I didn't realize where it was. I fished there. I've canoed there before. Oh, have you really? I've done that section. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize it. Nice, big, easy river. Perfect. Really? Yeah. Not okay. big, but I mean, it's, the it's only, meanders through fields down there. The only canoeing I ever did was your canoe event. Oh, really? <laughs> That's yeah. the only canoeing I have ever done. You should so. do another one. That was fun. That was uh, Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and other caches. Oh, I, I put out a chirp cache here in Moncton, uh, through the airwaves. It's a, uh, it's, it's technically a multi, but they won't let you list a chirp cache as a multi on geocaching.com, uh, because you have to have a Garmin GPS to do yeah. a chirp. Um, so I had to be listed as a unknown or puzzle cache. Uh, but basically you, you, you have to do the chirp piece first. 
Thankfully. Thank, yeah. For me. <laughs> yes, thankfully for you, because then the, uh, it takes you to another spot where you actually have to use something that will detect a Wi-Fi signal. So you get a, a Wi-Fi signal, which the hotspot name is the f- coordinates to the final cache. So uh, if you happen to know that, like a I certain know, co-host did. I, I had a rough idea where it was, <laughs> and I went and I beat the doors down, drove my truck up and down the road until I found it. Yeah, so I... Uh, yeah, so I, I got your log, and I put... That cache is actually hidden, well, not too far from another cache I used to have, because I used to yeah. have one in that cache. Yeah, there's one that But that's a really... I, I really like that area. How, yeah. How was your chirp working, by the way? Somebody said they had to come right up to it and, and... Well, I guess it depends on who you are, because I've had both happen. I've had some people say that they actually had to come up and take the top off the container yeah. for the chirp to, to kick in on their unit, and I've had others who didn't even have to get out of their car. And Seppet and I, when we did it with his, we did it the day after I found it, I Yeah. He just pulled up and bang, it popped up. Yeah. And does it add a, a waypoint into yes, it the does. GPS? Yeah. It will automatically send you the a, waypo- a waypoint, or I don't know if it's... Is there a name of the waypoint? It'll. I think it's just called Stage 2. Okay. And it just it sends that so, to your... So people know what to look for. Yep. And it you, when you just basically, it'll come up, it'll tell you what it is, you hit go, and then you it'll it, you start navigating to the next piece. Yeah, we got that far. Yeah, so, and then, I mean, obviously you get to the, the Wi-Fi spot, it's, you just yeah. use whatever you can to detect Wi-Fi. Yeah, even an iPod Touch. Yep. Anything that's got Wi-Fi, yeah. Yep. I use my phone. Um, but then there's been a couple of other people who, well, Tamara, my wife, she was, she was in the kitchen and someone pulled up, and they were kind of wandering around and they couldn't... That couldn't detect it, and they actually had to take the chirp out of the container before the GPS would detect it. Yeah, and that's how I believe Zonker had to. Come yeah, up to and it. I think Ron, Ron couldn't get get it to detect yeah. it at all. So I, I, it's, I guess it's kind of hit and miss depending on whether or not uh, you can get it. But I mean, it's right there. You can. It's very noticeable that it's a, a container, so you could take it out. Because I actually had the original hide, I had it in the ground. I had a fake sprinkler. Yeah. And the chirp stuck in the fake sprinkler and then put it at the base of the tree. Yeah. And uh, even my own GPS wouldn't do it. Like I couldn't detect it. But right now, if, if, if I'm, if I turn it on, if I turn my, my GPS on and I'm in the house, the chirp goes off. It tells me there's a chirp. So it's. Uh, yeah, I wonder what would block it. Probably, I think it must be the plastic or the receiver on the, the receiving GPS. Yeah, because I heard somebody talking about getting one, and they were going to put it in their mailbox. They have row mailboxes. Yeah, the metal boxes, and they were just going to stick it inside their mailbox, magnet it up inside. Yeah, and I mean, and you just drive by the mailbox and get it. Yeah, so I've, and over there it's safe and locked. No one can take it. It's sort of hit and miss. I don't know if if it would work or not, but it's yeah. anyway. Um, and when I made the list, <laughs> it seemed uh, uh, more for more hides. It looked like. At the time, GC, uh, geocaching.com was still down from their maintenance today, so I couldn't get a good list, but I took a real quick look there when you said it was up, yeah. and I saw YNDS has got some, and Grey Beast, obviously. We I had my Where I Go come out since our last podcast. Yes, that's true. And that's been a pain in the butt for some people. <laughs> it works. I've done it. Other people have found it. It works, but it's, it's a Where I Go. They're all like that. They make you dance around to get in the zones. Yeah, it, it is true. But so. I, I, I guarantee you, it works. Oh, it worked. I finally got yeah, to and it. I, I got it. Find the end. And, so. and, yeah, and so. a couple other people have too. So, but quite a few people have had issues getting in the zone, getting it to, to get activated. And uh, the zones are huge. I yeah. can't do nothing about it. Hmm. That's weird. It's, it's nothing fancy, so I'm not worried about it. Well, you know, it's, I it's just wanted to try it. Another where I go to have right. Yep. Um, oh, and we were talking about events, so. Uh, kind of going back a little bit. We, uh, oh, yeah, what's we, coming up? We, uh, 
Well, going back as far as uh, as events since the last time we talked, we there was the spring kickoff in Nova Scotia, which I know is not a New Brunswick event, but people were talking about it, and a lot of folks from uh, New Brunswick went, few, yeah. went to the, the spring kickoff, which is a great event. They had a lot of people there. 205. Is that how many showed up? 205. Wow, that's a nice turnout. Yeah. So that was that was a good trip. That was a good uh, catching trip and good event, great event. Um, we also have well, the regular breakfast events are you know yep. notable that they're always happening. It's kind of that almost always, almost always. Um, and the oh, the bye bye winter. The stuff oh in yes, that just went by. So you hit them all. No, I did not. You didn't get all the events. I did the Cedo, the okay. Bash, and the Breakfast. I did not get the bowling or the Flish, flish Mob. Yes. Do we know any more about the Flish Mob? I don't know any more about the Flish Mob. Uh, a listener here can comment on the podcast and tell us what the story was. All I know is that you needed to bring a stick. You had to go behind City Hall for a half hour early, and you had to bring a stick, a long stick of some kind. Yeah. And they did something. So I don't know exactly what happened. While we're talking, I'll see if I can call up the page. <laughs> And uh, find out what a flish is. Yes, because uh, I actually had had intended to go to the the flish mob, but uh, <laughs> I went to the breakfast, and it was actually my daughter's birthday on Saturday, and so we were celebrating it on Sunday. And I thought the the flash mob was happening at twelve, but yeah. it was actually happening at one o'clock. Okay. So, which meant I probably wouldn't have gotten out of there till one thirty, plus the drive home, and we were celebrating her birthday. So I didn't. I just. I, I really wanted to go, but you know, my, I wanted to go to have time with my daughter for the for her birthday, so we left early, so I didn't get a chance to go to that. But I'm sure it was a it was a success. The rest of the events were great. The bash was a big success. Oh, Farrington's a great catching spot. Yeah, lots of lots of people at the uh, the bash. Hats off to Gwen uh, Milo's heart for the the work she did on the contest. She had a lot of help too. Yeah, she got. There was a, a lot of people that putting her. Uh, oh yeah, up their sleeves and working. Yeah. Um, and you know, Coop Square was our, yeah. uh, was the winner of the the contest. I'm not surprised there. It was something like 400 and some points. I was talking to Forrest Fauna, who said that uh, Daryl put a lot of miles on his car trying to get I five bet. five caches to uh, to be able to claim the most points. So, uh, uh, kudos to you, Daryl, for uh, for getting the uh, the prize, the top prize for the uh, the winner contest. Yeah. And, uh, and the coin, I got my coin from him. Oh, see, I didn't buy a coin this year. Yeah, yeah. nice I, coin. Was it? Yeah, so. I'm not a coin person, but if it's something that I've been involved with, yeah, then I then I do get it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, great, great event, great weekend. Uh, it was a nice uh, little getaway for me and the family, and it was a you know you uh, Ron Paul and Zonker went up, and um, a couple of other people from Moncton had come up, so it was a, a really really good event. It was it's a nice looks like it's going to be uh, an annual thing, so. That's kind of cool. By the look of the flish mob, they combined a flash mob and fish. So I wonder if the sticks were a game where you had to catch... Into fish for something? Fish for something, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just looking at it, and the people that are... There's 56 log visits, 30 people attended. Wow, okay. So uh, that was good. Cool. Um, in, other, in other stuff, we, we did the... This month's topic, so we, we had our conversation with Mark, uh, which we, you know... You'll edit in. We'll edit in. It'll get in here somewhere. Uh, so a couple of other things that we uh, we can chat about before we get into any of the upcoming events, because believe me, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple of things. Um, the thoughts on caching this past winter. We've had a lot of conversations at some recent events, and even at the, the bash, you know, I talked to some people about kind of around the contest and things with that, when people, 
were caching in the winter, and it seemed that if you if you were really into the contest, you did a lot of caching over the winter, but if you really weren't into the contest, it seemed like caching for, at least for the people I've been talking to, it was kind of a quiet, a quiet uh, wintertime this year. A lot of people didn't weren't out and about as much as they, they were in previous years, it seems. I think it's just a lot of snow and not as many new caches. Yeah. And people may have been more strategic with their caching, at least the ones that were playing the event. They may have been picking and choosing when and where they were going to go. Yeah, that's true. To try to maximize or minimize their points. <laughs> Depending on what they Because it was quite a difference between the top and the bottom. Yes, indeed. Yeah, there was like... I think it was 400 and was like 50 or 80 points or something. The lowest was 55, I believe. Something like that? Yeah. Wow, that is low. I was going low. Were you? I was going low, but I, I, only, got, I only got eight completed. I wasn't even uh, I wasn't even paying attention to what my score... I was just playing. I, I have no I, idea what my score is. Not a clue. I think I got... I think I did eight. Eight tasks I, got, I think I got eight, eight to nine tasks, yeah. Um, but I... And I was talking... The people I were talking to in Fredericton, we were talking about, you know, a little bit of a slump, and this has come up a little bit over the over the winter, was that... You know, wasn't the contest, wasn't the hides for myself, really, it was the snow. The, the snow kind of killed my desire to do much caching whatsoever. I mean, yeah. this is the most snow I've seen us get, in, at least in the Moncton area. You know, I know, can't speak for other regions in the province, but, man, it, it just, it killed my desire to do any amount of caching in the city. All winter, I, all I did was events. I think I had four, maybe five events all yeah. winter. My numbers were really low this winter. I, uh... I did the ice walk, which for the first time there was yeah. no actual walk to the island. Uh, so I did the the Cocan Trail, and that was that was twenty caches, and that was a nice, a good hike there, eight or nine kilometers. And that's the most the most caches I think I got, you know, in in, yeah. a, in a time period during the whole winter time. It was just so so much snow, very very hard to uh, very hard to kind of get yourself up and going when it, just every time you turn around there was snow coming. <laughs> So, so now that spring is here, um, seems like the, the 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 snow went away and the the mass hiding has begun because it seems like there was a burst of hides at Moncton, Fredericton, yep. everywhere. There seems to be a a burst of hides going on, so that's kind of nice to see people getting. Uh, Keep hiding. I need to keep finding. <laughs> yes. I don't need a lot. I just need one a day. Yes, you're on your streak. So what are you at now? Fifty one. If I get one today, 51. I have to get it on the way home. <laughs> Yes, because you didn't get your one on the way here. Yeah, I stopped to find one on the way here that I knew was there and I was saving. It was on the back of a sign. And I've been saving it for a day. I'm in a rush. <laughs> and when I drove by today, the sign is now gone. There's a new sign across the street. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go somewhere else. So that's pretty funny. So you'll have to uh, see if you're going to break my uh, my 180 streak. I don't think so. No? Now no. I'm looking at my, when I start looking at my calendar. When I do break my streak, I'm going to start picking off days I need. Yeah, I... Uh, I haven't printed off in my wallet. Oh, do you? Yeah. You have your calendar printed off. Right? I have my calendar printed off with the days I need, and I have it right here in my wallet. And I don't <laughs> know if today is one of those days. What's the date? May the... May the 4th. No, I'm good until May the 9th, so... See, I'm... I am officially... Yeah, see, now I'll be good till November. Because I, ha I did yeah, my... This I did is my, when did your this run. This is when I did my run of 180 days, so I'm good until November now. So I've got eight days this month I need to fill, so I'm going to have to watch for them. And I think for myself, I think actually come this November, I'll probably start looking at that because 2012 is a leap year, so it's a perfect time. Like, I don't have the 29th of February because it was before. I do I for some reason. Oh, do I you? I got it 2008. Oh, nice. So I do have it, and that wasn't planned. I just did. Oh, uh, I guess 2008. 
It was the last one, wasn't it? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been the last, the last leap year. I was yeah. just thinking, I don't think I was cashing in 2008. Would have been I think close. I just started. Yeah, I think, you may probably. have just started. You're about a year behind me, but you're so. ahead of, a couple hundred ahead of me. Well, 20, just I'm short of 2,500 right now. And I'm just over 23. 23? Oh, okay. Well, yes. that's, yeah, I'm 20, because I logged two caches I forgot to, so I'm like 24.78, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere around there, too. So, um, Yeah, so now, myself, I'm more of a, definitely more of a, of a non-winter caching kind of guy. I, I really don't... I'm not a big fan of caching in the winter. If, if there's a, a group going to... Like, the Ice Walk is a really good event for yeah. that. But outside of that, I'm not... Unless it's local little ones here, I just... I find... Two, three winters ago, we had a lot of group hikes. Oh, yeah? But that was when the Rail to Trail series was put out, and Hillbilly Bob was just starting the Dobson. Oh, okay. So it was it's when we first started getting trails in this area. Oh, okay. We never had any trails. And then all of a sudden we had the X, the famous yeah, X. Yeah, the Albert County, County X, yeah. And, that's, and that was 2009, I'm thinking, that winter. Oh, okay. And that was the winter we had really hard, crusty snow, and you could walk on it forever. Oh, really? And we had quite a few groups meet on Saturdays and do those sections. Oh, okay. So that's when... Really, the group hikes really started getting popular here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I, I remember when those started coming in because I had notifications for published yeah. caches and I turned them off for a while because I was so sick and tired of seeing all the ones for the tops and come through like every couple of days, you know, 10 more caches and another 10 and another 10. I just, I just want to know things that are published and people that find my caches. My name is not Nemo. I don't need to know everything that's going on in all of New Brunswick. <laughs> hey, you know what? He he's been able to provide some pretty interesting statistics based on his uh, his interest in. Yeah, in, in, I don't. I don't think he's the only one. EBE fifty one says he gets the uh, a lot of the, the notifications as well. So he's watching what's going on around. He's, he just yeah, likes to see what people are doing. Yeah, and because I, I went on to I went on to a whole bunch of caches. And they were just random caches I'd already found in the city and, you know, nothing spectacular about them. And I was spotting it, like, one person is watching this cache. One person is watching this cache. And I'm thinking, I wonder if that's Nemo or is there somebody else? Or that's I believe that you can set up to get notif notification emails just like you can now for 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 logs. For oh, logs. can you? Yes. Really? I didn't know if you I don't know. think you have to go and select each one and follow it. Oh, really? Okay. You can get notifications and that's what they're getting. Mm. I know Nemo told me there's days he's got 300 emails. It's wow, crazy. Wow, that's a lot of emails. Yeah. Well, I, I get that on the people do runs for the, uh, the storyteller. Especially if two or three people are doing it. Yes, but uh, yes, yeah, storyteller. Anybody who cares, the three puzzle caches for the storyteller are going to be gone by the 15th of May. That's officially the last day. So if you're, I know there's a couple of people that wanted to get Zor's Origin, which is the final puzzle for that. So if you haven't gone to go get it, you should go get it soon because it will be gone shortly. So uh, just to be uh, just to be aware of that, um, you could convert them to regulars. Yeah, I could, but you know what? I think I just I'm not I'm not a real big. There's a cache there. Just archive it and relist it with a different. Type. Yeah, I'm not. I would typically just haul them out. Those three are those big ice cream containers, yeah. and they're not yeah, bad. I found them. They're, they're okay. Like they're not. They're, they're not fantastic containers, but they're they're okay. But you know, I'm I'm trying to to cycle out some some stuff and keep my my cash count reasonable. And uh, you know, had a lot of feedback on that storyteller not wanting it to be archived. So I got yeah. I'm just going to get rid of the puzzles and, and leave it as is. So. I'm a big fan of going out and finding Zonker's caches and reusing them. <laughs> I found the second Zonker cache this week and reused it. Nice. He couldn't find it. I found it. 
and I'm reusing it. And he says, great, now he can go log a find out. <laughs> well, that's, that's the same thing that happened with my GSAC door prize when the ammo can went missing. And I went back and somebody yeah. had been signing the log and it turned out it was his cache he had under the same bridge like a year That ago. had gone missing. Yeah, and he couldn't Because when it. I went there, I only saw the ammo can. I didn't see his. Yeah, and I had been there to check it before. And when I went, I knew where I put the ammo can, so I looked there yeah. and I, I didn't find the ammo can so i went out further on the bridge like yeah. like leaned out hanging onto the rope and i found it the lock and lock stashed underneath somewhere and i'm like the bag with my log was sitting beside his lock and lock so it's like somebody took the ammo they can, wanted the ammo can emptied it left the log book there beside the uh the lock and lock and then took off so that was a little weird <laughs> yeah um the other thing, this was just a quick one. I, we, I was going to talk a little bit with uh, with Mark to kind of get another opinion. Somebody else has been uh, caching for a long time, but uh, first defines. This is a this is a conversation we've had a little bit on and off here and there. Um, there seems to be, depending on the area you're from, there's folks that are really really into first defines, and there's others that are not so much into first defines, and there's. There's conversations about, you know, what constitutes a, what is a real first to find and, you know, should you be hogging all of them and all that, that other kind of thing. What's, Ken, what's your, what's your take on the whole first to find? I understand the appeal to being the first person to go get a cash. I've been sitting at home and they popped up and I said, oh, cool, it's a kilometer away from my house. I'm going to run and grab it at two in the afternoon while everybody's at work because I'm a shift worker. So I've done it. But it's not so much that I want to get the first to find it. It's, oh, a new cash, I can go get it right away, and it's quick and easy. It's fresh. I don't know. And uh, otherwise, I, it doesn't really matter. I'm not. And I've gone and gotten caches and not claimed the first to find. I was first to get it and didn't claim it because it's not trackable. Yeah. It's it's trackable, but you can put FTF in all your logs, and then when you do your stats with, with whatever your stats generator is, yeah, it's it's not going to be real. It, it could yeah, be. Uh, the people who really care. They're probably going to be very precise with making sure they have that FTF in their log. Now it's interesting because for myself, I'm not, I'm not an FTF hound. Yeah, right. Because you know, there, yeah. there 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 are people that are that are the hounds. They and there's a certain I'm going to guess there's a certain thrill. And I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I get the same thing. Like, oh, nobody else got it. I got it first. So yeah. there's a certain appeal to that. Um, but I, with my stats, I do track my first to finds. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't know how many I have. I'm going to guess about 50, maybe. Yeah, I th I'm, I'm probably 30, 40. I, I couldn't tell you. The last one I got was your Where I Go. Yeah. And that was the one I specifically wanted to get the first to find. But, you know, yeah. I don't have that happen very often. I got 1973, and I really wanted the first to find. Because <laughs> I knew how many people were fussing over that one. So that was kind of a, a fun first to find. Yeah, and there, there's certain things like that. Like, if you know that a cache is, is really... People are really buzzing about it, and there's something about yeah. it, so that that makes it a little bit more appealing to say you're the first one. And I would say that that's probably more so the case with puzzles. You know, if there's a puzzle that's really hard or really different or really oddballish, yeah. like that kind of thing. Um, but I won't get up at midnight and drive 60 kilometers to get a first to find. <laughs> and I've seen that happen. Really? Yeah. Well, you know. If, oh, hey, they cash. They cash. That's that's fine. They got it. They went out and they got it, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with going out at midnight to find geocache. No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, if, if, if you're that keen on... I think it would be more fun for me to go out and get first to finds to stop all the first to find hounds. Get them <laughs> mad at me. Now, that would... That, there's, that would stir in the pot there. 
Stir the pot. Try to to, to be the the uh, the, be- an, the anti FTF guy or yeah. whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I, I don't care enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, the thing with first defined is, I mean, it, it's another because I actually saw somebody on uh, the geocaching.com feedback site. Yep. Their their uh, their feedback form or whatever. The blog. Not the blog, no, the okay. uh, you know what? Oh, yeah, we can that vote. get satisfaction thing yes. where you do the, the voting or whatever, whatever it's called, user voice. Yeah. Um, somebody actually had made the suggestion to make FDFs part of geocaching.com, so have a way to track them on geocaching.com. Because this this person who I don't even I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a local uh, that had made the suggestion, and the flack they got. There was just well, it was flame mail and hate and hate. Like, no, only, no, 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 no. Nobody just, could do it. Well, the thing was, the thing that kept coming up about it was the fact that you know that's sort of a, a side effect of geocaching. Like it's yeah. the geocaching website is a place you go where you list your caches and you find them. And everybody was that was basically anti this suggestion was saying it's not a ground speaks business. They really don't need to get into the into the. Who got first defined? Because how the, how would they ever be able to justify? Somebody claims an FTF and it's not real. Are they going to get into the the discussion? Oh well, this person said. Well, people will be tearing out logs and be, be oh, scratching yeah. people's names off and yeah. like taking the sheet out, and putting a new one in with their name. You just can't do it. Yeah, because people will cheat to get it. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, and and you know that's it's kind of an unfortunate thing to think about. But I mean, it does happen. So it's it's. Interesting though, there's there are people that are that passionate about about something like a first defined. When when I first started, we used, and I always did. You put a prize in for the first defined person. Yes, yes. I, I've done now, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. You don't see that. The odd time somebody, I used to always, I used to go to uh, Tim Hortons and buy a book of uh, gift certificates, the two dollar ones. Oh, okay. And I used to throw two dollar one in it, so whoever got it get a coffee. Okay. And that's what I used to do. And I probably did that about my first 20 caches. Really? And then I stopped doing it because I forgot, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And and now, even while well, we're kind of getting off subject here, swag, I don't put swag in caches very often anymore because... I, I still do. It, I, it depends on the cache. Yeah. Really. If I'm putting on an ammo can, it's nice to have something in it. But the, the series I just hid, a couple of them have a little bit of stuff in it. But I've got tobacco cans out there with nothing but a log sheet in it. It's just, if you're going to do 18 caches in a row, or 16 caches in a row, you're going to trade in each one. So a no, couple, couple of them along there yeah. have swag in it. I didn't put it in all of them. I didn't see, why am I going to go spend 40 bucks to put dollar store stuff, or more if I want to put better? Yeah, I have I have a, a tub, like a, a Rubbermaid container yeah. that's filled with, like... Well, I, I probably still have stuff from one Christmas where my sister-in-law bought me like $20 worth of dollar store toys and stuff. Just said, here's your Christmas gift, and that was your okay, geocaching, yeah. right? <laughs> I have that, and I've gone to the dollar store and, and spent some money and, and filled it. And, you know, I I kind of see what you're saying. There's not a lot of the trading going on, but at the same time, I, I think I actually have a, a much different appreciation for the swag uh, now that I have kids, especially my son, my kids don't go. So, yeah, they, you, but they always wanted to see what was in it when they did. Yeah, and and when my son, who's who's three and a half, when he comes cashing with me, he always wants to. He says, "Can I get a car? Can I get a ball or something?" So, you know, I, I think in in those terms that I'll put stuff in. It's nothing. There's nothing. That's the type of stuff I do put in it. 
Yeah, and it's cars it's, and balls. It's all it's all it's all dollar store. I don't want to call it junk, but it's low grade swag. But there's something in there. So yeah. you know, whether it's a McToy or a rubber ball or a little plastic car, just little things like that. You know, and I don't do that on on typically the smaller cash. It's like none of the storyteller stuff had swag in it. Or but yeah. ammo cans. I typically any ammo can I hide, I pack it. I just I find with the ammo yeah. cans the stuff. Stays dry. Yeah. It's not. I mean, yeah. You know what? If it gets drained of swag, it gets drained. But when it was hidden, it, it was full. But when you put it on an ammo can, it's usually a special cache or it has some significance or something. Yeah. Spot. Yeah. That's You're true. not going to do a series down a row. Well, you, you did. I have. Yeah. <laughs> but of, of all ammo cans, and then expect to fill each one. Like yeah. I, there's no way I was filling all sixteen of those caches. But three or four of them do have stuff in them for kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. The, the odd time you will find something to trade, sometimes you won't. Yeah, like, I, I don't trade. I, I mean, I'll. No, I, move, I don't either. I, I, move, I have. I, I've moved bugs. Uh, if I go with my kids and they're caching with me, I'll I'll bring something so I can trade if they find something in it they like. But caches end up with with uh, swag, those signature cards. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. And then you got to pick through them, and then they get in the way, and they're messy, and they get wet. And, and if they get wet, then it, the cash gets rotten. Yeah, exactly. And then somebody takes them, and then there's no proof that that person was at. I don't like signature cards. I've already said that. But. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's a whole other. That's not a big. It's, yeah. It doesn't bother me that much. If they want to put a card in it, that's fine. But it, it could be a problem later. Cash could fill up with them. And, yeah, cash could fill up with them, and. Purists would probably say you didn't sign the log, but you know you were there, and that gets into the whole back to the the ethics of geocaching. You know yeah. like whether you need to sign in that, but yeah, still it's uh, it's interesting. I got a little bit off track there. That's, that's a, okay. That's yeah. all right. Um, so outside of that, uh, let me see here. We uh, I was going to talk about. Some long trips, but I think I'm going to table that for the for this month. Yeah, that would be good if we had somebody who actually has done some yeah. four or five day long trips. Like yeah. I've done two day, three day to PEI and up north. Yeah, and you really got to plan for um, to fill your GPS up. Yeah, the areas you're yes, and about. where you're going to be going and all that kind of stuff. We need Paul from Paul and Stacy here to talk about planning a route. Yes, the best route yes. planner ever. That you want to you want to go. With We're going to get Paul. We'll have to. We'll have to get Paul. Maybe we'll try to get Paul next month. He almost came tonight, but his wife had a meeting. Yeah, he, he's an awesome guy for planning routes. The guy is meticulous. So if you, if you want to have somebody that can plan, and if awesome. you're driving 500 meters from a cache and he yells, "It's on the route later," <laughs> you're, you're not going to get it. You have to wait. <laughs> you have, to and wait. you will come back for it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's very meticulous like that. So. Um, I guess that kind of brings us to the, the upcoming events section. So we've got basically Quad City Breakfast events. I didn't see one for Fredericton, but I'm assuming that there's one. Yeah. Um, although they, they had the breakfast, I guess, technically would be the May breakfast, which was on the, the Bye Bye Bash weekend. Yeah, yeah they were uh, busy enough. Yeah, so yeah. I think they had that, which the breakfast, I mean, I think they, they're doing their musical breakfast. That's what they've been calling it because yeah. they don't have a regular place in Fredericton. Uh, but for the bash, they had it at the Ramada Inn, which... Yeah. The buffet there is awesome. Like so they it, should have it there every day. It is a fantastic buffet, but it's seventeen dollars a person for the buffet. Oh wow! So it's it was it was a little steep, but man, it's worth it. Like it's it's more of a, a brunch. Like you, yeah, okay, they, yeah. They've got a big uh, omelet station where the guy will make your omelets, and they have hot food and cold food. It's just it's everything. You get yeah. everything in it. Fantastic buffet, but I think that's the reason why they don't do it every month is because the price yeah, that is, is expensive. That's for a little breakfast. high for for a breakfast brunch. 
but yeah, if, if you're if you're in Fredericton, you want to have a good brunch slash breakfast, feel free to go to the Ramada Inn. And in St. Stephen at the, uh, the Red Rooster is a great spot. Yeah. Wine is going to be hosting those there. He's got his trailer there now in Oak Bay Campground. Right? Oh, okay. It's only a few kilometers away, so he'll be hosting in there for the rest of the summer for sure. Oh, sweet, sweet. I've never been there, but if I if I get the chance to go... Yeah, you have to go on the old highway. Yeah. The new highway goes sort of around it. Oh, does so it? if you pull off on the old highway into Oak Bay, you can get there. Okay, cool. Great little spot. Um, so in a couple of weeks, we've got the big Fundy event. Yes, that's, that's the big one coming up. So you've got your hospitality night the, bef- the, the night, night before, before for the campers. Okay. There's a bunch of us going to be hanging, but there's also a lot of people that are going to come up for the weekend. Yeah. So I said, well, let's have something Saturday night. So I'm going to do that up, have a bonfire, and roast some hot dogs. And cool. I owe a couple of geocachers a beer. They know who they are after listening. <laughs> so I have to do that. Another thing, really quick, about the Fundy Park. Um, somebody might notice, or I don't know if you've noticed, there's a new cash in Fundy Park. It just came out the other I, day. We were talking that about that. That is not part of the passport program. It's part of the National Parks program. They're putting 26-ish caches out in different parks all across Canada now. Oh, really? Yes, and, the, and the ACGA was contacted, and I know that's one. And I'm not sure if they did a couple in Nova Scotia. They might have done up in Cape Breton or Kedgey. I'm not sure, but I know that cache is going to be a permanent cache at the... The ACGA put out for them. Okay. And they're, and they're going to be all different areas, all across Canada. Wow. And it's celebrating the 100th anniversary of the National Park System. 100th anniversary. 100 really? years, yes. So wow. that is not part of the uh, the passport program okay. this year. It's, it's an independent cache that's there. It's going to stay. Okay. I believe it's right at headquarters. How many... Uh how many caches are in the the, the passport one? They're sure? archiving the first five. Okay. And putting five new ones. So up. it's five. Okay. It's five new ones. Up do you know how, the length of the hike to do? Not. Yet? A, I don't know. I don't know okay. if they even if they're even out yet. Okay. Uh, Jim Sears looking after that. Okay. So it's something to keep an eye on for at least. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and honestly, if I knew, I'd, I'd say if you know. But yeah. uh, okay. Normally, the you can if you're really quick. And some people have. Every year there's been someone who finished all five during the day. Oh, yeah? But you have to be quick. Most people don't. Really? Most people don't finish them in the day. Oh, that's interesting. Well, you've got, if you've got a five-kilometer one-way walk that's ten kilometers, that's going to take up a good chunk of your day. It's going to yeah. take up your morning. Yeah, that's and true. And then you have to drive around. And the park's not that big, but some of them are 600, 700 meters. Some are parking grabs. Yeah. So it'll be a good mix. The park wanted them moved. The original five, they're starting to show some wear. Yeah. So they asked to, and they only want 15, 16, that'd be 17 caches in the park, including the earth cache. Okay. And that's the number they want to keep it at. Okay. Well, that's not so That's much. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the fact that Parks Canada yeah. allows us to do that. And if you were in a larger park, like Algonquin Park or something in Ontario, which, which was hundreds of hectares, you could have 100 caches in the park. And, yeah. Funny is a small park. Yeah, it's it not is very a small big. park. And Cushbequack is interested, but they don't have the funding right now to do it, so they... Said maybe next year. Okay, but they were they were right on the fence with it. They almost bit. Okay, and they're going to be our winter. Oh, the winter park. Nice. And Fundy's the spring. Uh, Cape Breton's the summer, and Kedgy down in uh, southern Nova Scotia will be the fall. Oh, so they have one for each one for each season. Yeah. So that's the plan. No, once we get once we get Cushbequack on board. Sweet. Um, Then we've got a couple of other ones. There's a geocoin swap. Uh, that the MGA is doing. I think that's at Cheers. 
Um, Friday the 13th. Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah okay. George D. is looking for coins to bring to Prince George, and he's going to bring court coins yes, to Prince George Yes, back. he had uh, he had submitted a, uh, a request on that on the, on Cash yeah. in New Brunswick, so we mentioned it here, so anybody listening, if you... Uh, he's collecting coins. Yeah, because that's for that big... Not just coins, I think travel bugs, anything. He's going to bring them there, and he's going to an event there Is that leave. Is that the big... Oh, that's is that the big. That's not the big. Uh, what event is he going to? <laughs> it's just it's just an event that the Prince George Area Geocaching Association. I don't know, oh, okay. I don't know if it's an association or what it is that's doing. His okay. son's there. Oh, okay. His son geocaches with them. Oh, okay. So that's why he's he goes there every year to visit his son. Oh, okay. So they're going to do. He's bringing some from here, and they're going to collect some for him to bring back. Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know when he's going or when he's coming back or how he's going to distribute them. Okay. But. Uh, Okay. He should have an event to give them all out. <laughs> he should. So if you're uh, do any, if you can do anything for George, just give him a just give him a shout. Uh, I noticed Mud in the Face is doing an intro to geocaching near St. John. I saw that one. Um, yeah, they've done a couple. There's a and then we have big event day July uh, July June fourth. I'm calling it event day because it might as well be called event day. There is. Pretty much everywhere across the Plus, province. This is the third year, I believe. Yeah, it, and that's that's a big day. There's there's three three now in Moncton, at least three in Moncton. Plus, there's a bunch in St. John. I think there's, there's the Cedo, the Flash Mob, and the lunch. And the lunch here in Moncton. Okay. I know there's there might be some more in the works. There's, yeah, I would say there's probably at least one more going to happen in Moncton. I know there's a flash mobs happening in St. John and Fredericton. Yeah. I know there's a flash mob, uh, not a flash mob, uh, I think KFD Canada's doing uh, another ice cream event or some other kind of a, a meal event the same day as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, take something 885? Yeah, take yeah. three, something, I can't remember the exact yeah. name, but it's another event he's had before. Um, and there's just, yeah... Just a whole ton of events. I looked at day. I looked at that listing and uh, Digger put a comment on it. And he says the difficulty is only a one and a half. I think it should be a three because of all the different types of ice creams they have to drink from. <laughs> so I, I laughed at that. That's a great log. That's a good one. That's a good one. There's also uh, the U two uh, barbecue. Yeah, the U two barbecue. MGA is doing one. MGA is doing. That's the a good idea. Have yeah. one before the event. That's the a at one o'clock in the afternoon. At Centennial, Centennial Park. So yeah. that's a cool idea. Yeah. And uh, although the event has not been published yet, uh, I put the the website is active and the Facebook event is there for Moncton's Race for Cash. Yeah, you can't get that published till. Yeah, well, I asked. <laughs> you get that done this month. It'll be done in two weeks. So within yeah. the next two weeks, you should see the uh, the fourth annual Moncton's Race for Cash event uh, being held on August thirteenth, two p.m. Starting line is at the race itself starts at two p.m. at Bora Park. And we got confirmation from the folks that take care of the Centennial Park. Same place as last same year? We, were, we have received permission to use the lodge again. We the same have, building? We can use both. Okay, both buildings. So I spoke to uh, Heath Tree, who was the guy that helped yep. coordinate it last year. He has keys to both, so we're, we're free to use both as long as we keep the place clean. And uh, folks were great last year. Uh, we didn't have any issues there. And it's a perfect spot. And seeing yes, as is. we had, with the numbers we had last year, if that continues and we have the same number of more, it'll be good that we have a larger uh, building in case we Yeah, the other, the other building has got a gymnasium in the basement. Really? And they got the big meeting room up top. Wow. I, I've never been in the other building. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the race event will be coming up. And uh, uh, me personally, I'm really looking forward to it. I have a couple of really, really different ideas this year uh, for a couple of tasks. In fact, I'm actually pondering uh, changing 
the format for half of the race to make it very much different than what it has. Yeah, been I saw you, you. You mentioned that. So I, I I'm, I'm pondering whether or not that's a good idea because you know I like the Finding Nemo one. <laughs> that I think that's a great. Doesn't idea. necessarily have to be Nemo, but that that is a good idea. Find somebody yeah, in a crowd. Find somebody in a crowd, and uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of a couple of other ideas I'm floating around, and but yeah, the the, the idea that racers can determine how they want to get the first five or six. They could just go in whatever order they want, and then that would give them some kind of clue they have to put together to present at another stop. And if they get it right, they get to continue. If they get it wrong, they have to figure out what they did wrong. So it's potential. It's a potential huge concern because if they got it wrong, then it might take them forever to try and figure that out. So it's there's, there's pluses yeah. and minuses to that, but something something to think about. So yeah. Um, so closing comments. You got anything else? Oh, you mentioned the. The number here, actually. Uh, we noticed when we were looking at caches, we are almost ready to break 8,000 caches in New Brunswick. The the, yeah. the total number, according to geocaching.com, is 7,954, and that was as of just like an hour or so ago. Yeah. So, uh, so we're I've gonna... got 17 in the queue. I think I've said that twice. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're going to bring us over that. And... I'll have another three or four this week. Oh yeah, I got a couple areas where I'm going. Oh, to go do you? And uh, I'm I'm thinking of doing. Uh, well, I've got all kinds of containers, so I'm thinking of doing going out and doing some highs myself. So it won't be any time before that breaks eight thousand. Um, you got uh, anything else? Any topics of uh, note? No, I can't think of anything right off. I could talk forever. Yeah. So then, I guess we'll we'll, we'll close it up. And uh, big thanks to Mark Irene for coming out to uh, to talk about the ET Highway. Really appreciate that. That was uh, that was good to kind of hear. You know, kind of interesting to know. Yeah. How that went. I know a lot about it because of Incepet. We worked together, so he yeah he told me all this before. But it's always good. A lot of people don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Shame it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's it, it is a shame that it's gone. But I mean, we've got our own uh, our own power trail coming. In a, in a few months, end. we'll be able to discuss it. Well, I'm sure we'll have people that have doing that yeah and the, that, the that one won't be one you can do in, in two days no, <laughs> no. that's what 1200 1200 caches and there's going to be side trails and you can't drive no it's, it. it's all hype it's all walking or biking wow there's no driving that will be awesome so that, that, that will take probably most people unless you are retired <laughs> a couple summers to do if not i mean i can't imagine how many like you, you'd have to take yeah it would take you a considerable amount of time to do 1200 caches like that's well, well, yeah, considering how busy we are when we're when we're do, when we do a hundred in a day, yeah, like that, and that's going solid all day. So that's twelve days, yeah, because you're not just going to uh, drive to each one. No, no, it's 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 definitely hiking and walking. So, um, yeah. So thanks to to Mark. Um, so coming up, uh, future podcasts, we'll uh, a couple of different things to just talk about. I, I probably will. Uh, for my own shameless self-promotion, talk a little bit about the race there in either the next month or the month after. Oh, people want to hear about it. And uh, there's been a couple of requests I've seen come through from people talking about wanting to know a little bit more about uh, geocaching apps and, and using your, yes. your phone now that you're using Android. I've I'm got gonna, an iPhone. I'm, I'm going to do up a, an article now on the CGEO oh, for and you. how much I love it. Yeah. That's that's good because I'm I'm very interested. I wish it was available for the iPhone. I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, they, um, they they make it for the good phones. Yes. Well, there you go. Nice job. There. And if you're talking to Nemo, ask him how to how you pronounce Android. 
<laughs> okay. I'm not even going to go there, Nemo. <laughs> but um, I think you're laughing now. <laughs> um, uh, so talk about some mobile stuff, talk about the upcoming events, uh, summer stuff, hiding, um, and, and probably a little bit of a conversation about Geo Woodstock, because that's going to be coming up. Some people from out, myself included, are going to be going there uh, in July, so that'll be... Uh, That'd be good for a July podcast, actually. And then while you're there, it would be good for you to do a vodcast of some sort. Yeah, I actually was thinking about trying to shoot some video, like document the whole trip with me, because it'll be, for myself, it's me. But even just the event, even if it's only 50 minutes, show us what you saw there. Oh, yeah, that's that's that not, a bad, thing that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I, uh, I never even did that last year. At, uh, I did lots of stuff. At the show some of the odd ca- I'm sure there's going to be some odd characters there. It is <laughs> yeah, geocaching. There's lots of interesting characters at those big events. So. It's almost like a Star Trek convention. Yeah, you know what? I, I would love to go to one of those, actually, just to see the characters. Yeah. But This might be our longest one ever. One hour and four. This is a continuation show. This should be an hour and four minutes. Yeah. So, All right, so that's uh, that's it for, for this month. And, awesome. Uh, we'll see, uh, see you guys next time.